episode 81 on the Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Welcome to Nine Point Started With A Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. So question for you. If you could play your sport abroad, where would you go? Would you go to Italy? Would you go to Greece? Would you go to Spain? Would you go to South America, Australia? Where would you go? This episode right here, we have Marisa Field, and, and we go through her athletic journey as a pro volleyball player and how she's been able to experience the world and different cultures and experience by playing the sport she loves. So great journey here, great story about her her story and what she's up to in her next chapter. So if you enjoy it, let's get to it. So Marisa, the question that everyone that comes on is, when you were younger as an athlete, what was one of your biggest dreams goals you wanted to achieve? Actually, I was just thinking about this. I used to have this, like, I don't know, way back when, when you had, like, MSN, like, messenger thing, mm-hmm. or, like, ICQ, like, those instant messaging things on your computer, like, my little bio thing was like pro volleyballer and like it was kind of a joke because like I didn't even know what that meant at the time and I just like thought yeah that sounds good like I'm gonna be a pro volleyballer but like had no idea like how I was gonna get there or what that meant so I guess that was always like kind of an idea in the head but actually I was kind of a nerd in high school and I actually was planning to be a chemist I went to university with the intention of that (laughs) and uh, somehow volleyball took over my life so yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay so when you say you're going to be a chemist like how do you see that working out like NASA type stuff like what kind of chemist were you trying to be I wasn't entirely sure but I just yeah I loved chemistry when I was in high school and <laughs> I started my first year at college in my hometown actually with the intention of doing like four years playing volleyball but yeah graduating and doing chemistry after um and then kind of the whole course of my life changed so that's awesome. So, so you had your MSN bio saying pro volleyball player. Yeah. So, so when you wrote that and then life started happening, how did you start saying, all right, how can I make this reality? Yeah, I think um, actually, like I was just trying to remember like when I started playing volleyball, I think I was about 12, which is crazy now to think about. So I was like, wow, that's actually been two decades now that I've been playing volleyball. I'm 32 now. So yeah, it's kind of crazy, but I think the starting kind of jump off point for me was when I made Team BC from Kelowna, BC, and uh, I made the provincial team when I was like 14, I think, and uh, I just remember them calling me like very raw was the word they used for me because I was actually like terrible, but <laughs> I jumped really high back then, and I guess I had potential, so they took me, and um, I think I did an interview, it was that year or the year after something for them. And I think I did something like one day I want to wear like the maple leaf on my back and play for Team Canada. And I had said that then and I didn't really know like what it took to get there, but eventually that became my path. So that's dope right there. Cause I know like, cause there's so many of us that have these aspirations, you know, that like say, I want to be an Olympian. I want to don't yeah. want to, I want to do all these things. And people laugh at them sometimes. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you can't do that. So, so how did you keep in your mindset, like, they may laugh at my dream, but I'm still going to chase them? Well, like, originally, when I started playing volleyball, I didn't even, like, really want to play volleyball. Like, I started dance when I was, like, three years old. So I danced all the way up until the end of my high school. And my mom had kind of, like, encouraged me or sort of... <laughs> 
<laughs> gently pushed me to play volleyball. And at the time, I liked basketball more, which is funny now because like I ended up deciding basketball is too much running for me. So I ended up, uh, I was doing all three things. I was dancing and I was playing volleyball and basketball kind of into high school. And then I kind of weaned out basketball and then phased out dance because volleyball seemed like the better future option to go with. So yeah, I started at college and I graduated when I was 16. So I was super young and I had offers to go to other schools like in the States and other Canadian universities. And I ended up wanting to just stay at home. And I had a really good, the volleyball program at, it was actually called OUC back then, but it's the UBCO now, University of British Columbia, Okanagan. So that was in Kelowna. And the coach was Steve Manuel, who was one of my mentor coaches still to this day. And he kind of had a big role to play in my progression of volleyball. So after my first year there, I got recruited to go to UBC in Vancouver with Doug Reimer and his team. And uh, it was kind of a scary move to consider. And I went, uh, I played two years with Steve and Kelowna, and then I ended up making the transfer to uh, UBC Vancouver and into the, it was called CIS back then. It's like all changed now. I'm so old, but U sport now, like the Canadian university system. So I ended up going there in my third year. And after my first year there, I actually got invited to try out for the national team. So it was just kind of like crazy because after my first year at UBC, a lot of the players on UBC were playing on the national team. And that was kind of like became more of a sort of realistic goal, I guess you would say. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe after a couple more years, like I'll have a chance to try out. And it was just kind of a, a really strange process how I ended up getting a tryout and then ended up making it. and. That was when I was 19, and so things just kind of took off from there. Wow. So you graduated at 16 early, yeah. and then you kind of just, just went full head of steam into transitioning to the next level. Yeah, so like when I started, I was still kind of didn't really have the idea. Like my first year, I was like, okay, I'm going to do chemistry and whatever. <laughs> I was like an alcohol Canadian. I was like still pretty nerdy and <laughs> still pretty mm-hmm. into that, but – I think when I got recruited to go to the CIS and go play for uh, UBC in Vancouver, that was kind of like, okay, maybe things can kind of progress and go ahead. And I got uh, also the gentle nudge from uh, my coach there, Steve Manuel, that, you know, you can stay here, but basically I'm kicking you out because I want you to go play at the higher level and and uh, see your potential. So that was kind of my start-off point. And then the program with Doug Reimer and Jesse Knight was the assistant coach at the time. And they really uh, kind of propelled my career and and getting me onto the national team. And then I ended up finishing up two more years with UBC. We won two national championships back to back, actually. And then they went on to win four more after I graduated in a row. But yeah, so that was kind of the start of my national team career when I was 19 and then just retired from that like a year ago. So I remember like um, on your the calendar um, thing, you said, if you could write a story about your journey, it would be, I believe it said a decade of adventures. <laughs> yeah. So when you, when you wrote that in your mind, what, what were you thinking? It's just kind of funny, actually, because my first, so I graduated from UBC in 2009 and then uh, did another summer with the national team and then went to play pro for my first season abroad and so it was like the 2009 going into 2010 was my first year in Europe and I was in Spain in the Canary Islands with my teammate Bert Page and uh, it was just like 
my funniest stories of like life and pro come from this season. It was just like so ridiculous in so many ways. <laughs> Went home at Christmas, like almost didn't come back, but <laughs> went back and finished it out. And yeah, it's just funny because that was kind of the start of my pro career. So the last decade now as I, well, I've been back and forth on wrapping it up in this decade. But yeah, it's just been, uh, I've been all over Europe. I've played in the Philippines. It's been uh, 10 years with, well, 11 years with Team Canada. And yeah, it's just been a lot of adventures all over the world. So I think that sums it up for me. Your passport probably just ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> well, I've, I've had two in that time and they're both uh, pretty full. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so going back to the volleyball in, and making the transition to kind of play with higher level competition, how did you... I guess, was an adjustment to your mentality, how you approached the game, or was it just always the same? I think definitely, I mean, developed, I think, even from kind of a young age, I had like sort of athletic discipline instilled into me, if you will, from like I started dance when I was three, and that was like a very disciplined um, sport or activity. And so I think I just always kind of had that. I think that's just part of my character. My personality is kind of like the athlete mindset but definitely like as I progressed and got higher up in levels that kind of became more of like my dreams once I made Team Canada became okay now let's become an Olympian and so that was the focus and that's what I worked towards I went to two Olympic qualifiers uh, in 2012 and 2016 very narrowly missed the 2016 qualification and so that was pretty heartbreaking but that was kind of the goal that was like why I played volleyball was always to hopefully get to the Olympics one day. And that was kind of what fueled me and what pushed me through a lot of difficult times for sure and persevered through a lot of things and a lot of crazy seasons abroad in Europe playing pro and and all that. But um, yeah, I think that that was always my dream. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but had a lot of a lot of adventures along the way trying to get there. <laughs> so what kind of dance do you do or, or did you do? <laughs> Definitely not anymore, but I was in jazz and ballet. That's what's up. Well, if you're ever in the States, I'll challenge you to a dance battle. And... <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I have no rhythm in terms of like <laughs> dancing freely or hip hop. I was very structured. <laughs> gotcha. Straight, it was straight, straight plie then. Oh, yeah. They used to be very, very skinny. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> definitely more of a dancer then than now for sure <laughs> awesome so you had your setbacks when it came to not making the olympic team then you know and maybe not achieving that version of your dream and, and the goals how did you i guess having your you know the athlete mindset to say all right i'm going to bounce back or i'm going to work to make another path that achieve another dream yeah well i think like after the 2012 ones it was like yeah, it was pretty devastating. I was still pretty young then. And that was like, that was the huge goal. And then I was like, okay, you know, like we've got another chance 2016. I knew I wanted to do another four years for sure. And then when we missed the 2016 ones by, we lost in four sets against Puerto Rico. And if we had won, we would have gone, we would have got our birth. So that was like, I don't know, that one was almost sort of unbelievable. It was, it was kind of bizarre, but at that time, I had in my mind that I was still going to do another four years and go for the 2020. So I was like, okay, I still got another shot at it. So at the time, it didn't register that like that was it for me. <laughs> and like, 
that was the last chance because I thought that I was going to do another four years. So maybe it was better that I didn't realize that at the time that it was over. <laughs> and when you say it's over, I mean, like, I kind of realized, like, like when I was running, I ran a conference at Big 12 and I got dead last in the 100. Yeah. Um, and I was like, all right, all right, buddy, it's time to hang it up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I was like, so I, I, and I was trying to figure out, okay, so if we're no longer being the student athlete, who is Jacoby? And, yeah. and so for you, when 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 you said, all right, this is over, this is the done with this chapter, who, how'd you say who is Marisa? Um, well, so the funny thing is, is, uh, I actually, I did come back. I did another year, uh, the 2017 summer with Team Canada. Um, and it, it didn't really go as hoped for or planned for. We had been training, uh, the whole, the 10 years that I was there, we were in Winnipeg, um, which probably doesn't mean a lot for most people, but if you're from Canada, you know what that means. (laughs) Um, (laughs) unless you're from Winnipeg and then you love it, but. Um, most other people, it's not the most desirable place to be, but, uh, especially for people from BC. So the team actually moved back to BC. We're in, uh, just outside of Vancouver. And so I had like huge hopes for the next quad and was super pumped on it and then kind of got there and, uh, we had a whole new coaching staff and, and staff and everything. And, um, a lot of, a lot of new teammates, uh, a lot had retired after the 2016 that I had kind of grown up in the program with. So it was like a whole new, whole new squad and everything. And, uh, yeah, it didn't really, didn't really go as I had hoped. And I was, I was contemplating just hanging up the, hanging up the knee pads then and calling it quits, uh, at the end of that summer, I ended up going to play in the Philippines, um, and kind of got reinvigorated on volleyball there. Uh, the fans there are just like next level and just the love for volleyball there and, uh, kind of appreciation for the players is like just amazing and had a good, uh, had a good season there and enjoyed it. Finally enjoyed playing again. So I kind of decided, okay, I'm going to keep going and I'm not going to actually, I went back in 2018 to team Canada and I was, uh, had mixed emotions about it and uh, ended up ended up not staying with them that summer and kind of felt like it was it was uh it was the right move and I was I was I felt like it had wrapped up for me there and I was done with it um, so that was interesting it was like my first summer off in like 15 years or something like that so <laughs> went to Greece had a nice little vacation <laughs> enjoyed my summer off and. Uh, and then came back and played uh, a season in Greece, actually in Santorini um, last year. So uh, I still kind of been playing and that was sort of the progression out of it. Um, and then at the end of last season, which was uh, like April of this year, uh, kind of went back to that, like, okay, I'm, I don't know now, like if I want to play or if I want to move on and, and that kind of, yeah, identity outside of sport has been, uh, has been a challenge the last eight months or so, actually, to be honest. So <laughs> kind of and, in the midst of it right now. And in and, and that kind of that limbo of, of like half in, half out type stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the last, uh, the last three months have been, uh, have been quite uh, sort of what you, you had mentioned, like with a little bit of the anxiety, the depression, you really know you're in that limbo state. You don't really know where you want to go. And, half in half out so 
yeah, it's just, uh, it's been an interesting uh, end to this year and this decade. <laughs> it's, it's the fun chapter, I think, you know, it's like when it's just like a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty and you can't really, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a weird chapter for sure. Yes. <laughs> so uh, actually I just, uh, I, I started doing um, a job actually with a Canadian company, like a health and wellness company. They work with a lot of uh, athletes and I found it actually through a Team Canada, um, uh, kind of like your your retirement out of sport uh, network through the uh, program that they have. And I started working with them a few months ago. So um, doing uh, brand management for some of their products. So uh, it's kind of it was kind of interesting to dabble into the real world life and see how that goes. And so I've been doing that and taking some time to figure out what I want to do and actually just um, signed on with a team and I'm in Athens now. So I signed on with the team here actually to do uh, the second half of the season here and kind of give myself a little bit more time to <laughs> see how it goes. And that's, that's awesome. And, and, and you're doing like remote work. So that's always fun too when you can, live abroad and yeah exactly and Athens has been for I don't really understand well it's beautiful here but I don't know why there's some undescribable feeling I have that I love it here and it feels like home to me kind of like my home away from home uh, in Canada so it's been a long difficult process (laughs) to get here the last few months but um seems to be working out and pretty happy and actually get to fulfill my lifelong career as a middle blocker and actually I'm going to play opposite for this second half of the season here for this team so it'll be an interesting position change <laughs> that's awesome yeah you, 2020 will be like a year of a full new adventures for you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> just take on a whole new position and have a whole nother career going on <laughs> so I've done a few interviews with other volleyball athletes that are you know, playing a ball and like that so what would you say for any athlete you know in North America that want to play abroad, what would be your advice for them? I think like if you're like a university player or something like that and you're looking to go play abroad once you graduate, that kind of thing, I think get definitely try to get a manager, like an agent who's going to find you contracts and find you teams uh, and they'll know kind of the lowdown on which countries to go to and where you'd be best placed and kind of what your priorities are if you want to go and like make a career of it or if you just want to go and play somewhere that's maybe a little bit less pressure, less stress, but you want to have the experience. Like I totally recommend it for anyone who does play volleyball, even just do a year abroad and just have the experience, even if you don't, don't necessarily want to make a lifelong career out of it. But yeah, it's, it's a very unique lifestyle and opportunity that I think is very difficult to compare match with uh, in any other type of career you're going to do like in Canada or the States or anything like that. So Definitely recommend it, but be prepared for <laughs> be prepared for an adventure. <laughs> Love it. So I'm a big foodie. So where have you had the best food abroad? Ooh, actually, I think in Italy, at this like little grandma and grandpa's like attic restaurant, uh, had some of the best pasta I've ever had in my life. Like handmade Ooh. pumpkin ravioli that I've like literally never forgotten about this was probably like eight years ago or something <laughs> I still think about it <laughs> that's, that's some good stuff then <laughs> yeah Greek, Greek food is also very good <laughs> big fan of the Greek food so you're now at this stage where you're 
progressing in and you're figuring out this this next chapter where do you hope to see everything land or how if you had a perfect world or perfect vision how do you see the next few years the chapters going I think like I spent some time at home in Canada this summer and it's kind of weird because I almost feel more foreign there than I do in Europe now just because I've spent the last you know 10 years spending most of my year playing abroad so I feel like I've grown very accustomed to the European lifestyle almost more so than the Canadian one so I think if I could spend the next year or so at least in Athens and kind of transitioning out starting to do continue with the work I'm doing remotely and then I don't know see what falls into place or I'm kind of a big believer in uh, I don't know networking (laughs) my way into things so We'll see what happens over the next year, I think. And then after that, I might be ready to get back and settle down in in Canada. But (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We will see. Or move to the U.S. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I don't really know how to make that happen. I've spent very little time there. But if that could happen, sure. (laughs) Definitely. Well, a few more questions for you. Just kind of wrap this up a little bit. So if you wrote a letter, like, to your younger self, like, what would you tell that 12-year-old girl who had the MSN, you know, bios that I want to be a pro volleyball player? What would you tell her about the journey ahead? It's going to take a lot of perseverance, a lot of dedication, self-discipline, hard work. It is definitely not going to be an easy path. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think if you want it and you see your dreams in that and you want to go for it, like, yeah, I mean... It's cliche to say, but like anything is possible. And um, if you think you're like you're 12 or 12 to 16 year old and you're like, oh man, I really suck at volleyball. Like I should just quit this. Like (laughs) I was terrible. I couldn't even overhand serve until like grade 11. So (laughs) it just goes to show like I was from Kelowna, BC, where not a lot of volleyball products come out of at the time. Anyways, I was like the only one from there. So just, uh, yeah, keep pursuing what you want and working hard for it. And nobody's really going to work hard for you. So it's kind of comes up to what you want and what you want to get out of achieving your goals. And then if your younger self asked you was, if all the sacrifices, the disappointments, the ups and downs were worth it, what would you say? I would say absolutely. Because I think if you don't push yourself to your limits and push yourself to at least try to achieve your goals. Like, I mean, like I said, my biggest goal is to be an Olympian and I technically failed at that, I guess, but like I did everything that I could at the time to get there and to to make that happen. And I've seen now like what I can do. And I know that anything basically, like I feel like sport is a really good way to learn a lot about yourself and learn a lot about what you can do in life and all those things kind of apply once you're out of sport or when you're in kind of real life, as we like to say. And yeah, it's just, you learn a lot of invaluable lessons from yourself and from your teammates and coaches and other people. And I definitely think it's, it is a lot of sacrifice, but like when I look back in the last 10 years, like I'm really happy that I was able to pursue this and, and create this life. And it's definitely been very hard at times and in kind of unusual ways more so than you don't do this, but <laughs> it's definitely been very worth it. Shoot for the moon and land the stars. Yeah, exactly. It got to the Greece, so that's a nice view. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> shoot for the moon and land in Athens and you're, you're sitting pretty. <laughs> Make that a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my 2020 motto. <laughs> You put a moon land in Athens, I love it. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> and last question for you social media websites, where are you at? Instagram is at pieces333. So that comes actually, people always ask me about that. It's uh, Marisa, is my official name, but was very rarely called that throughout all of my sports career. It was Reese, which is like the Reese's Pieces thing. So Reese or Pieces was kind of my nickname also the pieces is from that so pieces three through three on instagram and then my twitter is reese underscore pc <laughs> it's, all, it's all very related and my facebook have a marisa field volleyball page athlete page on there Love pretty, it. pretty much don't really use the personal one anymore so <laughs> i'm guessing you were number three yeah three was my ubc number actually that i won the national championships in so that was kind of my my special number. Boom. I love it. Marisa, it's been, it's been great talking with you and kind of learning your story. And I think anyone who's listening to this, whether they're playing volleyball or any sport in the world, can really get value from every chapter of your story. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely very, very bad when I started. So <laughs> there's hope. <laughs> so hopefully, though, maybe next chapter you can do some chemistry still, though, you know? <laughs> You, you can start like a YouTube channel doing, you know, like science fair experiments. I have to go back and uh, actually buy all the books that I <laughs> failed to buy in, in university and actually relearn them all. <laughs> kind of took on the, uh, the cramming mentality university. <laughs> just, get, just get through it and then go to practice. <laughs> uh, and I know those struggles for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Being a student yeah. athlete definitely teaches you uh, how to cope with extreme, extremely stressful situations. <laughs> it, uh, 15 minutes to learn three chapters. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would just pray for a good exam schedule with at least like a day or two between my chem exams. And then I would cram in two days and like not sleep, write the exam, forget everything, and then like move on to the next one. And just oh. uh, hope it worked out well. <laughs> Cross your fingers for a good curve. Yeah, and I was uh, I always did well in the labs because I was gonna actually do it. So that would bring my mark up a little bit into a pass. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Hey, yeah. well, Marisa, it's been great. I hope you enjoy Athens, and everyone go follow her her IG because I'm looking all the other man. I am with the grief. <laughs> like definitely, definitely, my Instagram is a little bit of a, a Greece uh, travel influencer <laughs> page. <laughs> Like things is cool. I think it has like the cactus and the mountains and stuff. I'm like, but Greece looks like it. You're getting a little bit of everything. So yeah, it's beautiful. And if you haven't been, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> definitely. Hey, we'll enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the food, and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started With a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at nonpoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.